baby Reed. If my mama played for the Clippers. It's <laughs> on. If my mama played for the Clippers and she in the lane, she getting punched on. And I hope she, I hope she be like, you know what, son? You got, you got that one. I'm coming back for your ass, though. I hope so. Welcome to another edition of the Ball Street Journal podcast. We got a special edition today. In first in with me and Scott. We are almost done with the offseason recaps, and we got four teams left. And we thought, why not do it in person today? Just fit, wrap up the last four teams and just uh, get get through it. The season's almost here. Are you excited, Scott? Yes, sir. I can't wait. Even preseason, man. <laughs> that Sixers game, I was watching it. I was like... We, we all were, yeah. I mean, we, we talked about, like, the Nets and, like, all their expectations to finally see Simmons on the court. Mm. Uh, yeah, but even, like, preseason, you're like, man, I just want to see these players on the court. And I think October 18th, we're going to be starting opening night. It's going to be going to be exciting. Yes, sir. Uh, but I think we got... So we got four teams today. We just wanted to hit on some quick points on each of these teams, uh, starting with the Phoenix Suns. I think, you know, prior to this pod, we were just saying, you know, all the Robert Sarver stuff, like that's probably a little like we know what happened. It's probably a little outside like our realm or like just how much like capability we have to like talk about that. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a sensitive situation. And I think it, it's better for our listeners <laughs> to what's going on with DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, I mean, can I just say, did you see that thing how he said he hasn't talked to Monty Williams since Game 7 of that uh, the Dallas series? Like, how wild was that? Wild, bro. And, I mean, Monty Williams did a good job covering it up, and he's like, oh, I wanted to give all the players space and whatnot. Um, but let's go through and talk about some of the things they've done in the offseason, which hasn't really been much. No, I mean, they kind of just brought back a lot of their players. Uh, I think looking at their team, you know, it's Chris Paul, Devin Booker. They got uh, Mikel Bridges, Camp Johnson, and Aiden's going to be their starting five. I think, well, we got to hit on this. The big exclusion from that is Jay Crowder. <laughs> yeah, literally. That's their biggest offseason move. You know? <laughs> putting, putting Jay Crowder on the imaginary trade block that's in the NBA. Can I just say, like, the fact that Jay Crowder put up a hype video, like, a, <laughs> like I think that's the NBA we live in now, right? Like, guys like Jay Crowder are putting up trade requests, and he can request a trade, and then he goes out and puts up, a, like, a hype video for himself <laughs> to get his, like... Wild uh, but I think, I mean, it makes sense. I think he is going into his last year of his deal. They don't want to give him an extension, given his age. They got to play Cam Johnson at some point because they're going to sign him to an extension, you'd think, his age and everything. And then their bench is kind of, like, pretty thin. I mean, it's, like, Campaign, Tory Craig, like, Luau Cabarro, Saric. I think they were in line to maybe get, like, uh, Bogdanovich. That fell through. Mm. Yeah, I don't really know what the Pistons were doing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Um, the real thing here is, like, uh, we know Chris Paul's, like, aging. He's probably going to take a step down. You think Aiden's going to, like, take a step up? Or is he just kind of, is he kind of stagnating? Dude, I think think the biggest thing with the Suns team overall is can they overcome everything that they've been through this offseason with Aiden and Sarver and whatnot and you know is that gonna is that gonna create bad vibes in their locker room right and with Aiden stepping up like again Chris Paul is the facilitator of this team is he gonna is he gonna give Aiden those looks in the post where he has like that ISO and he can back him down shoot things like that because that's not 
I know Ayn has been vocal on his ability, on his abilities to be more than what he is, like a rim runner and all of that it, within the current offense. But he has shown flashes. You know that 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 series against the Bucks in the finals, like he he was putting up big numbers. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he was guarding Giannis. That's a, that's a tall task, man. Yeah. So that ability is there. Um, I just think the trust from both the coaching staff and the leaders on this team, like Chris Paul and Devin Booker, um, is that going to be there? And I think it has to be, right? Given all the things that you've said about Chris Paul's age, Jay Crowder kind of leaving, they, they need someone to kind of step up and provide buckets in a big way. I mean, yeah. Uh, it, uh, we kind of saw it also, remember last year when Chris Paul like, injured his thumb? He was out, and it was like a Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton show for like the most part. Mm. So he showed that you know if you give him like an expanded role, he could do it, which is almost like good, good on his part. Like he's playing a role for this team because he's like he knows Chris Paul, Booker, who the team run through, runs through. Um, but I think just you know before like we kind of move on to our next team, I think for the Suns, one guy who doesn't get too much shit, and I think it's just because like everyone's always like, yo, he's so nice, like, and that's Devin Booker, right? Because like. Let's be honest, he laid an egg in that Game 7, and as that, that Game 7 was just embarrassing, like, the way they lost, like, over 30-point loss at home. Um, and I think a lot of... DeAndre Ayton was kind of the scapegoat. He took all, like, a lot of shit for that series um, and that loss, but Booker was... was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think Booker gets away with, like, a lot of things. I mean, he made first-team All-NBA, like, we know he can drop buckets... But, like, as a playmaker, he hasn't really, like, stepped up. And I think that puts a lot of pressure on Chris Paul. I want to see, like, you know, Booker just got, like, a super max extension. Like, I want to see if, like, he there's more to his game. Because, I mean, he was drafted in 2015. So, yeah, he's seven years in. But doesn't mean he needs to, like, stagnate. He can get better. I think no one gives Booker shit because the he's, like, a very popular social media guy. Mm-hmm. He's, like, the, on the cover of – he's dating a Kendall Jenner. He's on and the cover. He has the personality. Yeah, yeah. He's dating – he's on the cover of 2K now. But it's, like, if you look at his game, there's – I think there's more there. 100%. 100%. I, so, I think I think if, if Booker takes a step up playmaking-wise, Chris Paul remains Chris Paul because we all know about Chris Paul's extensive injury history and whatnot. And then can you get – buckets or you know can you get something more from cam johnson can you get some more from Mikal bridges like i those are you know two-way wings which are a premium in this league For right sure. I, i'm not asking them to be jason tatum and jalen brown but can they be some version of that in terms of their contributions to the team um and then can Aiden really take it, will he be allowed? I think is the right phrasing. Will he be allowed yeah. to uh, cook? Will in he get the, the touches? Will he get the, the minutes? Will what's going to be the thing between him and Monty Williams? It's going to be interesting here for the Suns. I mean, number one seed, sixty-four wins, but there's a lot of turmoil there, starting at the top with Sarver. So we'll and see. Dude, and dude, the other thing here is like, this is especially you know consistent with what we've seen in the West, but I, I would say the league overall is. There's so much parity now. Every like both conferences are stacked. There's so much uncertainty about so who's true. gonna who's gonna come out. You know what I mean? And and the Suns, while while on paper, uh, you know, and, and you're looking at the recent history, they've had so much playoff success and whatnot. Um, but 
are they going to be able to overcome those circumstances and remain competitive in a very, very deep West? I mean, yeah, dude, that's so true about the parity. The fact, like, every team is like so stacked right now. Uh, not stacked, but like you look at any team, you'd be like, oh, this guy's interesting. Like that guy, like it's sort of like no team that you could be like, oh, there's like no one I want. Maybe the Spurs, <laughs> but like that's kind of like the only team where you look at and you're like, there's no one I don't want to watch. Right. But speaking of that, right? Like let's talk about one of those teams next, the Orlando Magic, right? Like bottom dwellers for some time now. Mm. On this pod, I don't think we ever talked about their draft day decision. They had the number one pick. Everyone thought it was going to be Jabari Smith. Like that, mm. and then the night before, like the odds are like shifting. Something was happening, mm. and they took Paolo Bancaro number one. Ultimately, did you like that pick? Uh, I, from what I saw of uh, Paolo Bancaro watching the um, NCAA championship game, I was like, I don't know about this guy. You know what I mean? But the college game is so different. I feel like, yeah. Um, but. From what I was reading and from what scouts or, you know, people within the NBA were saying, like, they said that he was the more NBA-ready guy compared to Jabari Smith. Yeah. And, like, when when the Magic took him, I didn't really see the angle. Like, maybe they're trying to vie in for a a play-in spot or whatever the case may be. But, um, I I think... there's there's a lot of factors there, right? Like you have so you have such a good young core with uh, uh, Wagner, and you have uh, Suggs, uh, yeah. yeah, Suggs, Cole Anthony, oh, yeah. uh, Jonathan Isaac is going to come <laughs> back this season if he ever plays. <laughs> but like, it's going to be interesting to see what what the Magic do with a uh, with a piece like that because you know Jonathan Isaac is this defensive wing, you know, that can play multiple positions and whatnot. And they're, they're probably on my list. Zach Lowe had a segment on, on this, or he had a pod on this about a confusing team. Yeah. 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 Uh, It's like, what are they? Yeah. 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 And, and that's kind of what the magic are to me. Although the one thing I will say is that they, we got to talk about their heist retrospectively, uh, you know, from the Chicago bulls. Oh yeah. Trading away Vooch and getting uh, Williams, Wendell, Wendell, yeah, Wendell Carter. Uh, Wendell Carter, and they got two first-round picks. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's what I meant to say. They they traded away Uh, uh, Vooch Vooch and who else? Uh, Not sure who else was in that trade that went to Chicago. I think it was Vooch, but they got back Wendell. Oh, yeah, 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 okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, so dude, that is looking like a very lopsided deal now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first. Wow. So, wow. And, you know, not that we're touching on the Chicago Bulls, but they look like a mess right now, given the Alonzo situation. Yeah. So the Magic are, you know, coming out of that trade, you know, smelling like flowers. So um, I think I think this is an exciting young team. Uh, I just don't know where they really fall, even within the East. Like, I could see them being a playing team. I could see them being maybe better than the Wizards, maybe. But that's, like, their absolute ceiling, in my opinion. I don't no, know. No, I agree, because I think the problem is they may have too many guys right now. Like, we talked about it. Like, in the backcourt, it's, like, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz is still there. True. He's back. And then, like, this other guy, RJ Hampton, like, no one talks about. And then they got, like, Isaac, Wagner. Wog- 
they still have Mo Bamba, yeah. Wendell Carter, Bull Bull. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. Dude, RJ Hampton was like. I remember uh, coming out of the draft, it was like him and um, uh, uh, Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like he, the he two guys. He was awesome in like high school, and I think he went to like the G League or one of those. Like, he didn't go the traditional route. Yeah. And yeah, I think the problem is they have too many guys, but it's almost like they first got to decide. Like, hopefully, if they hit on, I think they hit on Wagner. He seems like a guy who's who can uh, be an impact player. Mm. They, they really what they're hoping probably now is like. Bancaro's like a one. Like he's could be like the best player on like a like a team that can like go deep into the playoffs. Right. And he has the tools for it. Like he's like a six ten guy. Like he could dribble, pass, shoot, like make score at all three levels. If he's actually like they hit on him like a home run, like he's actually like a, a number one guy, then they have him and can like start to like trade away guys and build around him, which is what I, they don't have right now. Right, right, right. I think I think one of the interesting things from the offseason it was his um Zach Lowturn kerfuffle with uh, uh, Dejounte Murray. I, I thought that was uh, pretty interesting. Just it kind of came out of nowhere, you know what I mean? And, yeah, and they're both like a big Pacific Northwest, like Seattle guys. Like, yeah, I don't know if some sort of like, but it was like random, like Dejounte versus Paolo. Yeah, yeah, and it are are I'm assuming the Hawks and the Magic are in the same division. They are, yeah. So they're gonna get a lot of FaceTime with each other. So that's like. Uh, I guess something to uh, keep a keep an eye out for. Um, but yeah, I think exactly exactly like what you said. I think they're really trying to figure out who to build the team around. Um, whether that's Paolo, whether that's Wagner, whether that's one of the guards. Markel is still giving them buckets. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, they they're gonna have to make a trade at some point to like just. Consolidate. Yeah. I think right now it makes sense. They're not looking to win a championship, or even like even if they don't make the playoffs, it's not a big deal. As we mm. know, like everyone's going to be trying to tank this year. Like there's two prizes out there, like Winbayama and Scoot. Mm. But I mean, I, if they hit on Bancaro, they make some like trades. I they got they got to like pieces of a team that makes sense. They just have like too many pieces right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. So I guess moving on to our next team. Um, you want to do Knicks or Lakers? All right, let's get the Lakers out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Rip the band-aid off. Yo, so I texted AJ earlier this week, and I was like, yo, I have a new nickname for, for the Lakers this season. And, you know, typically it's the Lake Show, but I think the more appropriate hashtag for this season, at least, is the play-in show because <laughs> that's ultimately where I think this team is headed at best. I, and you know what? It was like one of those things where when you said it, I was like, man. It's, it's it's so sad. It's true because, I mean, it's sad because it's so true. <laughs> like, how do you – I couldn't even come back from that. Uh, we talked about the Lakers after that Pat Bev trade, mm-hmm. and I thought, okay, this is like setting up for a rush trade because Pat Bev and Russ don't get along. Like, mm-hmm. I thought rush trade is on the horizon. We heard about, like, Utah or Indiana. <laughs> Legit, like, that they, – they're bringing Russ back. Um, they – you know, there's rumors of, like, still maybe a trade could happen during the season, but who knows? He's on this team. Um, and not and then they signed Dennis Schroeder, so they just went ahead and signed like another guard and a team that already had Russ, Pat Bev, and Kendrick Nunn. And... Who's balling? Yeah. Balled out last night. Yeah. Um, so talk about a team that doesn't make sense. Like the Lakers are like <laughs> Exhibit A. If dude, if what I think is happening in their front office is they're pretty much hedging their bets, right? 
Like they're giving Darvinham an opportunity to Darvinham and Russ an opportunity to see how they fit in the system. Yeah. If Russ can do what Darvinham is asking um, to the point where he is successful, um, and but they're also they're also hedging in a way by saying like, listen, we're going to sign Schroeder. Kendrick Nunn is back. We're going to give him minutes. Pat Bev is there. So honestly. The other thing I've I've read online, you know, on Bleacher Report and whatnot, is that there's been multiple attempts for that Lakers Pacers deal. Yeah, and I think you know if if things don't start out so well, that that trade could still you know be there. Hopefully, because again, talking about confusing teams, what the heck is going on with the Pacers? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> yeah. I have. No idea what they're trying to accomplish, but that's neither here nor there, man. Um, but I think LeBron, this is his 20th season. He's still looking nice. He's still looking nice. Still the- got hops. Bro. <laughs> that block, the chase that block last night, he's still like getting up to the rim, man. Year 20? Yo, by the way, by the way, the last <laughs> time I did a pod, which hasn't been released yet, um, I, I uh, had some... I had some very hard, 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 harsh words for Zion, and I would like to retract them. <laughs> I would like to retract them because <laughs> not even one preseason. The minute he like, I saw a picture of him, or you know, yeah, or yeah, walking yeah. into the tunnel, I was like, "Bro, who is this guy?" <laughs> hey man, hey man. Bro, he looks like he looks like what he did in college or even in high school a little yeah. bit. Like he looks very slim but still very muscular and he had a chase down block of his own, which is really nice. Yeah. Um I love the preseason man. It's like classic overreaction season. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like happy, every team is happy with each other, and then the yeah. season starts, a couple losses and <laughs> I think but I think that's what the Lakers are hedging on, right? Like you said, it's like hey, Maybe once the season starts, like teams that are maybe hoping to compete now, maybe they get off to a slow start and then they're just like, screw it. Like, we're just going to like tank to the bottom. Because mm. what's the point of being like an eight seed when the prize, if you tank to the bottom, is Wenbayama or Scoot? Mm. And I think that's what the Lakers are going to bank on. Like, because I, I do think that you're right. That Pacers deal is there if they want to give, if they save Rust and two first round picks unprotected, 27 29, I do think they can get Turner and Heal. They know that's there. Mm. But maybe they're banking on the fact that, like, Indiana will want to tank. Maybe there's Indiana gets off to, like, a better start than they thought. And they're like, wait, wait, we don't want to win this many games. Mm. Maybe they're they're hoping some sort of leverage happens. Or maybe Russ plays better than what they thought. Mm. Like you said, they'll give Ham and Russ a chance. Um, instead of being, like, if they, they know that trade is going to be there even, in, like, after the season starts, maybe they're hoping some sort of scenario arises that they don't see, right, that can't happen until the season starts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One team I would keep an eye out as a maybe potential trade target, but maybe trade target, maybe a free agency. Um, I don't know. We got to see what ha- what's happening with with Portland. Oh, because they have things in place. They have Jeremiah Grant. They have Dame. Obviously, and they have some interesting pieces and whatnot. But Simon's, Simon's obvi- like 
there's there's a situation there that you could see being successful, but then at the same time, it could also go really south. Yeah. Because, again, the Blazers' main issue has been defense, and that lineup is not guarding anyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still, still. No, no, yeah, I mean, they're still not building the team around two small guards like Simons and Dave when they went from Simons. But I guess now, you're like you said, the changes are they have Grant now. They didn't have a wing like him. Josh Hart, some Monsieur Little, some different pieces. Payton, oh, Peyton, like, yeah, yeah, another yeah, great yeah. defender. They have some better defenders around Dame, but it's like, again, what's the ceiling? <laughs> Dude, at this point, like, you know, at, at, at a certain point, Dame is going to Dame is gonna maybe get disgruntled, and maybe he demands a trade. Maybe he demands a trade to the Lakers. Anything no. is possible. Anything is possible, hey, man. man. I'll take Dame anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, bro. Um, but that's a team that I would I would keep an eye out for because Dame's coming off injury. Um, you know, he's walking into this new situation and I know Dame's a loyal guy, but there there has been a significant amount of change since he's played. Yeah. And he keeps signing extensions there. Uh so it seems he and he always talks about like, hey, I love Portland, I wanna be here. It seems like him and Bradley Beal are just like fine collecting them checks like <laughs> Yeah, I was listening to Bradley Beal this morning on uh, Old Man in the Third. Uh, I was, I saw that too. Today. And I'm like, I get it, bro. But like, at the same time, you want to dominate in your profession. Like, I get the bag. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. If if I have to choose between getting an extra ten million dollars or not getting the extra ten million, I'm taking the ten million. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But. I, but I think we've seen it. Like some guys, that's important to them. Some guys have given up money in the past because they're like, yo, at that point, I'm making like 190 million, and it's like 190 versus 200. Like, I mean, 10 million, like to like people like us, like whatever, like that's a shit ton of money. But for these guys, like 190 million dollars, and they're probably like, can I go like somewhere because like at least like I can have a better shot to win or be happy. Mm. That's the only reason. But hey, like some like you said, some guys it's like, man, I just want to take the most money that I could get and, and be the star. He's Bradley Beal. Like if he goes to another place, he won't have it as nice as I'm sure how he has it in Washington where they cater to everything he wants. Right, right, right. And I think I think on that note, you're talking about guys taking less money. Bucket, but I don't know if his teammate Jordan Poole falls into that bucket, especially <laughs> given the circumstances we've uh, oh, <laughs> we got to talk about yeah, that. Yeah. Man. So it was funny, I was listening to the Draymond Green talk, uh-huh. and uh, Draymond went at Jordan Poole on that. What I had, I haven't listened to yeah, the Draymond yeah, yeah. pod. What do you say? And so I was like, man, that, that's pretty crazy. I was like, well, this is Draymond. This is who he is. Like, you know, they're probably their teammates. Like, he's probably just giving him shit. But I was like, damn, like, calling out a teammate publicly like that? Like, he would never do that to, like, Steph or Clay. Oh, no. Nah. Because those guys, I yeah. mean, they're a little... Steph and Clay have a very, like, soft demeanor. They're yeah, very, yeah, like, yeah. Qu- not quiet, but, like, you know what I mean? They're not, they're not really, like boastful or anything and yeah they let the situation come to them which which is why i like both of them a lot you know what i mean um it's kind of it's kind of different being fans of of those two specifically steph especially when you're a huge fan of Kyrie, and like every day something new could happen but like with steph at least you know, like during the off season, it's gonna remain relatively the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. every day is gonna be relatively the same. And then, and then so yeah, and then the story comes out like Draymond and Jordan Poole had an incident, 
And then more details come out. Turns out, like, Draymond actually punched him. Uh-huh. And then he punched Poole. And then the craziest part of the story was, like, Poole apparently, like, still finished the workout and then left. And apparently it was, like, due to the fact that Poole's about to get this, like, near, like, a huge extension. Right. Um, and, like, apparently he's been, like, cocky and, like, just, like, his whole attitude. I mean, he's a young guy. And we know Poole's, like... Not like a long his demeanor we could tell is not like what Stephen Clay's is. Like he's he's a little he's a cocky mofo, like he's out there. Now he's about to get the money, <laughs> secure the bag, he won a chip. And people, Bro, you see the memes of him where you know uh, he finds like there's a girl in the stands yeah. and then he just starts going off like Bro <laughs> I mean, he pulls a young guy, like, you know, he's like living it up. He's like, uh you know, he's gonna get the bag, get he won a chip, and he does there's not like expectations of him to be like the man like but he's still gonna get paid like pretty well like he's living his best life and i'm sure he probably was talking a a bunch of shit and draymond was like yo but dude this is also a guy that was in the g league like 14 months ago yeah he like helped lead a a franchise they people almost thought like whoa like when steph was out remember like and pulls uh like those first couple playoff games yeah and it's like wait do we like do the warriors like not that they need steph but like how much is the drop off between steph to jordan Poole? that's how good he was playing in that denver series that's what i'm saying man but i personally i hope this messes up the worst (laughs) ruins their season yeah I mean, there's one uh, part of me that wants to see that, and then there's a part of me that wants to see them win because it's like, bro, you only get to see certain dynasties and legacies, you know, and we've been lucky enough to see the Lakers, Spurs, Heat, Uh, Warriors, Warriors, you know what I mean? So I want to see that continue, bro, but either way, I'd be happy. Just a fan of the NBA, (laughs) man. I mean, Draymond, man, he always promotes content, like, whether it's on his podcast or, like, shit like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? This could be like that, Draymond. Back, like, you know, in the, with the Warriors throughout the year, I mean, I don't, I don't think, like, you forget someone punching you in the face. Like. <laughs> wild, wild, wild. But yeah, man, uh, outside of that little excursion, let's get back to our uh, yeah, last yeah. team. So we got the, the New York Knicks, um, Michonne's favorite team. You know, we wish she could be on this pod for this team. Oh, but, man. So the Knicks, I mean, they, they kind of this offseason the big moves were getting Archie Barrett on that extension uh-huh. and I think their story of the offseason really was the is move. that really the biggest move? no no, no. The, 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 Jalen Brunson the Jalen Brunson and then that, that was a, that was a huge move by the Knicks they mm-hmm. got him on uh, a 40 they stole him from Dallas that's right but I think the Knicks offseason was basically overshadowed by the move they didn't make With for Donovan, Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell where yeah. everyone thought he's gonna be a Nick just a matter of time they got the most picks to give they got young guys picks they could do it and the Knicks uh, dropped the ball. Um, yeah, yeah. Let me let me retract my statement on an earlier pod where I was like, "Oh yeah, it's just a matter of time before the Mitchell signs with the Knicks." But ultimately, bro, like I think it's 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 a better situation for them based on how their team is currently constructed. Like you don't want to. I said this on on that same pod where I was like, "Oh, they're gonna be the Blazers of the East." Yeah. Right? Where they have these two small guards and then they have like a big man who's kind of good, kind of not good. At, um uh, and that being uh Yusuf Nurkic and Julius Randle. Yeah, yeah. Right? But the Knicks I think also have like very young, interesting pieces. They have Mitchell Robinson, they have Emmanuel Quickly, they have uh uh, who, who's the other guy? Um, Obi Toppin. Toppin, yeah, yeah. And then these other guys like Grimes, uh, who doesn't like. I mean, he doesn't hasn't got much playing time yet, but apparently he was like 
pretty highly uh, touted that, that deal that Jazz wanted him and the Knicks apparently said no mm-hmm. like that's what I'm saying. They, they have they have so many interesting pieces. For me, what I'd like to see from them this season is getting Obi Toppy and Toppin into the game, bro. Like last Julius Randle. Yeah, bro. Because like Julius has been on a roller coaster with with the entire Knicks organization, their fan base, coaching staff, like. I almost wonder if it's a coincidence. His best year was when there's no fans. <laughs> And, dude, Julius Randle is good, but, like, you can't run your offense through him. No, no. And I think with the addition of Brunson, they have, like, a true ball handler, handler that's going to put in their minutes. Um, they have a solid um, solid depth behind him with Grimes and Rose. And, um, you know, all these guys quickly can play a little point guard for them, too. Um, so they have all these interesting piecing, pieces, but, again, I feel like, they're, they can also fall into that category of, like, you're confusing as hell. What is going on? What direction are you taking with the team? I don't know. I mean, that, I think the Knicks, when they brought in Leon Rose to lead the team, it was like, all right, like, they have a prominent agent. He probably has connections. He can get them that third star. Mm-hmm. Or not third star, sorry, like, uh, like dove star. Because mm-hmm. they don't, I mean, they were hoping maybe Julie, you have Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, but... They dropped the ball with Mitchell, and he almost like was the perfect guy because they thought he, he was CAA with connections with Leon Rose. He had like the uh, there's a coach on the Knicks, so I think it was Johnny Bryan who like had ties to Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I don't think all hope is lost, like you said, because they do have their picks, they have the young guys, and we've seen in the NBA now. There's only a matter of time till the next superstar is unhappy, mm-hmm. and the Knicks have the pieces to make that deal. I think that's really what you got to bank on as a net Knicks fan. Bro, the team that I would keep an eye on is we we talked about him earlier, uh, Bradley Beal. Oh yeah, I think Bradley Beal no. on that team would be the perfect fit. Get his money now, ask out. Oh, <laughs> he's got that no trade clause in that he, deal, so, so he can pick where he wants to go. That's what I'm saying, bro. It, like if I'm Bradley Beal and I'm looking at the East, I'm looking at my options. I see a, a talented young Knicks team that kind of has the pieces in place, that has the 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 stardom, but like I can still be the guy. I can still be that dude on a team. You know what I mean? Like, and you have the ball handler, you have the big man, you have the depth, um, and you could make some noise. Like that that Knicks team is to me with Bradley Beal would be like it depends who, who's left after that trade. But, um, I mean, they hope to get rid of Randall and, like, <laughs> they got... give a bunch of picks. Randall, maybe one of the young guys, like, maybe, like, Grimes or two Grimes quickly. Randall, because the salary guy. Right. Like, that's an interesting team in the East. That... Brunson, Mitchell, Toppin, Mitchell Robinson. Like, uh, I think I think they're a borderline play, play in to playoff team. So, right now. Or no, no, no. If they no. Make a it, trade. Yeah, oh, if no. they make a Beal trade. Right now, they're a borderline playing team. Yeah. And what I mean by adding Bradley Beal and making them like a borderline playoff slash playing team, like I'm talking about like that 6-7 border. But, dude, again, there's so much competition in the East. It's wild. Dude, let's just go off the list. I mean, you got Bucks, Celtics, Celtics Sixers, Sixers, Nets. Raptors. Raptors. Hawks. Oh, yeah. Hawks. Um, That's six right there. Yeah, and then the Cavs now. Cavs. Cavs. And then you, maybe the Bulls. I mean, they're not going to be. They could, Bulls are probably. Bro, Bulls were the number one seed. Yeah. 
for well, like a good portion of the that's season what I'm saying. last like, year. Yeah, Bulls probably going to be like an eight seed, not as good as last year. It's uh, the East is absolutely loaded, dude. And then who who else do you have? I mean, in the Central Division, the other teams are like the Pistons. I mean, they could be kind of spicy this year. The Pacers are tanking. But but then Wizards, yeah, Magic, Magic. He oh we forgot the Heat. Oh my gosh, how did we forget the Heat? But that's what I'm saying. You got so many. You got so many teams that it's like I don't know. I don't know. That's why it's like anytime you get these things, it's like yeah, like oh my god, this team got snubbed, that team got snubbed. But it's like yeah, who are you gonna take out? Like it's mm-hmm. like oh, this team can like make a playoff run this year. But it's like oh, like who are they gonna like take out? That's the hard part. Right, right. And I think I think the first like maybe 10, 20 games of the season, we'll we'll find out who the real contenders are and who's going to try and pivot to tanking or whatever the case may be. But, dude, I'm so excited for this season. Like, I have not... The past, like, literally 10, 15 years in the NBA, it's been like, all right, LeBron is going to come out the East, and he's going to face either... I mean, we had five, four straight years of Warriors caps. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, dude, everyone's back healthy. There's so many questions. There's so much parity in the league. Like, uh, dude, every game I feel like is going to be a war. All 82 games I feel like are going to be a war. Yeah, like I said, the league's never been this good. I think that's why there's talks of, like, we'll get to it on another pod, like, expansion. Like, Bron's like, yo, if there's a Vegas team, I want to own it. I think... If the league is going to expand at some point to 32 teams with probably Vegas and Seattle. Mm-hmm. That, and I think there's enough talent to create two more teams. 100%, bro. And with that, I think, I think like, the, some of the moves that, for example, Chris Paul is making where he didn't take less money. He's, he's trying to vie for, like, you know, partial owner, ownership or whatever the case may be. So... Now, you know, that, that $10 million does make a difference, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I don't know, man. I would rather win a ring as a player. I think once you, like, made the bag, like, I think that first, like, big extension is important. But once you've kind of secured the bag, like, you know you're set for life. Like, your kids are probably set for life. Like, because when you're making, like, shit, like, a, the, what they're making now, and, um, Again, like the cap is going to go up in a couple years because there's like a rumored new TV deal that's going to happen, new cap, and like the minimum salary is going to be like five million or something. Like mm-hmm. the mid level is going to be like fifteen to sixteen million. Max salaries are going to be like seventy. Yeah, max dude. salaries are going to be like seventy million. What? Like, can you imagine that? I mean, these guys seventy million in one year. Like, you're going to see like five for three fifty contracts. Like, that's going to be insane. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, bro, it's good. definitely going to be interesting. I think we covered all four teams, right? There's no, yeah, no one else. No, we, this was, we covered the last four teams we had left in our off-season recaps edition. <sighs> I'm uh, just happy we fulfilled uh, our producer's, uh, <laughs> our producer's uh, <laughs> demands. <laughs> yeah, man, Sandeep has been hounding us all week. <laughs> He's got a special pod on hold that we did, uh, me, Saad, and Rashad recorded uh, that's going to come out after these recaps, so stay tuned for that. This is fun side. Yeah, man, of course. Um, I think we're going to start ramping up with, with our pods again. You know, uh, I've been traveling a little bit, and Ajay, you've been busy with work, and uh, as we all are. But I think, you know, the next few weeks, we have some time. We're going to have some live content now, too. Yes, <laughs> that's going to happen, man. That's going to happen. Oh, we should have done that for this, but oh, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Well, we'll do it for the next one. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, 
that's it for this pod, and then stay tuned, guys, for the next one. Signing off. Bye, guys. I want to thank our producer, Sandeep. Without him, this podcast would not be possible. If you want to get the latest news on the podcast and to support us, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BSJPod. And check out our website at www.bsjpod.com. Thanks for tuning in.